This special NBA two-on-two edition is being brought to you ad-free by Digital Market Battles, the only company that will fill your company's pipeline with high-valued leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what. Just go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com to schedule a discovery call today. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in the age of discovery. We're about to discover what teams will uh, surprise us. The NBA season is just around the corner. Some new storylines, some new rivalries were born last year in the playoffs and towards the end of the regular season. And now we're going to play a full 82 games. So no more 72 games, no more bubbles, a normal NBA season, full season, no excuses. And we're about to go all in and to lead things off and to kick off the NBA season. We are bringing back an old classic from the NFL days. We introduced something recently called the two a day. Well, now we're going to do it for the NBA. And we want to thank Chris DeLarge for sending us the first of these many two-a-days we're going to have for the NBA. It's called a two-on-two. Two. I'm the mouth of the South. That's the beast of these, by the way. Just saying. Oh, yeah. 100%. And Chris gave us some very interesting pieces for each conference. And what we're going to do is tackle each division within the Eastern and Western conferences. We'll do two each per so- since we so since we're going to be dealing with the coasts this week we're going to be doing the atlantic division and we're going to be doing the pacific division let's start with the western conference the pacific division all right and we start with the phoenix suns all right let's see what we got here is devin booker the second coming of clay thompson or the late kobe bryant concerning the phoenix suns Booker knows what he's doing. Booker hits big shots. Booker plays good defense. But we finally, we really saw Booker break out into that player that I think the world thought he could be. We were waiting for it for a couple of years. He was a young kid. We saw the talent. But you always wait for when you could put it all together. And finally, Booker did that. He had, he was averaging 40 points in the playoffs. One of the top scorers you could imagine. And he took that Suns team on his back. To the NBA Finals this year. Him and Chris Paul. Yep, they did. And Chris Paul staying the Sun as well. Yeah. So now the question that comes, the Suns made it to the Finals from this past year, but now the question is, will they have a letdown? Probably. By not, due to not winning the Finals from this year. I think they'll have a letdown due to everybody else being healthy. Understand, the Suns got where they were not only because they had a great regular season, but because they were the, one of the healthiest teams in the Western Conference. The Clippers got hurt. The Lakers, with their injuries, well-documented. Everybody knew about that. The Warriors were hurt. A lot of teams that were big teams in this conference really suffered the injury bug. It ended up not being in conference final situations like the Suns. Yeah, they beat the Lakers in the first round, but they beat a very depleted Lakers team. That wasn't full-strength L.A. Lakers, LeBron James, here we come to grab a title, Lakers. No. They dismissed the Lakers in round one pretty easily, did Phoenix. Yeah, but because who was left for to play for L.A. at that point? Yeah. So who that, was left? Yeah, really nobody was left. Maybe the, you know, maybe the Clippers could have given them a run, but they, but they found a way. The Suns found a way. Got to give them credit. So now the question is, are they the favorite to come out of the West? 
as the third and final one on the Suns? Can they come no. out of the West? I don't think so. Do you think the Suns are going to be lower? Do you think they're going to be towards the bottom this year instead of? No, I, I think I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I have no problem with that. I just don't think they're going to beat a healthy Lakers team. Shall see. Which, by the way, has retooled as well. Let's move on the to the LA Clippers and no Kawhi Leonard. But do you know what? The question: Can Paul George lead the Clippers to the finals without Kawhi? I think the answer is yes. I think Paul George, we we've learned something about him. If he doesn't have another superstar to play with, yes, he actually plays better. If that makes any sense, mm, I mean, because he then plays- he takes charge. He's not having to worry about other people getting their touches. He knows when he touches the ball, it's his ball. What about when he was with Indiana? He he had his chance there. He was he was the star of that team. For he didn't have a roster around him like he did with the Clippers. Here he's going to have Reggie Jackson with him. The only thing is he's going to miss Rondo. He's going to miss Lou Williams. That could but Rondo. I, but here's the thing: Rondo wasn't even involved in the playoff rotation. Rondo played very important minutes and stretches, and with the Lakers in particular, he was so key to that Lakers offense for them winning the finals. His ability to move the ball around, distribute it. And, you know, if you needed Rondo to take a shot or two for you, he could do it. He had that type of veteran ability on a team, and he was a leader in that locker room. Well, he he stays in L.A. Um, here's the thing. I don't think the Clippers are going to make the finals without Kawhi. Here's the thing. L.A. Lakers, Russell Westbrook and Rajon Rondo. Can that work with Anthony Davis and LeBron James? The answer is yes. going to be deadly, actually. Rondo's going to be that off. Because finally, Westbrook doesn't have to be the point guard. Doesn't have to be. Hmm? Well, he was with the the Thunder. You know, you had Kevin Durant, you had James Harden. You were playing with them together, and but he was their point man. Now, Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron are all weapons again. By the way, let's ask the second question: Malik Monk, does he give the Lakers the three point shooting they need? Yes. And I think Malik Monk finally finally lives up to his potential in L.A. I think playing with guys like LeBron, playing with guys like Westbrook are going to help Mr. Malik Monk in his new job in the Lakers. All he has to do is sink threes. He can do that. Veterans, He's going to have solid leaders. LeBron and and Rondo are perfect leaders on that offense, along with Anthony Davis. And Malik Monk is going to be the next guy to take over that position when LeBron James is finally gone. So what the Lakers have done here is they've actually planned for their future. Might have gotten themselves a future star here for their team, a future franchise player, Malik Monk here. That's what they might have just started building for the future here. Great thing is Malik Monk is only 23 years old. He was drafted in 2017, so he's only 23. Has a lot of good years ahead of him. And they gave up on him. Sad. Give up on a talent like Malik Monk. Well, people they didn't Hornets didn't think he was going to be good. They were they then the corn he had he had the potential that maybe the Lakers seen him. We'll see what happens, but that could be a big low key. That's a big move for LA. Like I said. The Lakers retooled better than any other team in that Pacific division. So I think it's the Lakers division. Are LeBron and Anthony Davis going to play 65 games together over that? No. They're going to be in. No. No. One of them is going to go on, going to get an injury at some point. 
I'd say if they get 50 games in together, that'd be great. Well, you're going to need as many games together as possible and not like last year. Yeah, exactly. They need to both be on the court. But then again, now you have Russell Westbrook. Now you have Malik Monk. You have Rondo. You have players that you can throw out there and expect to win a game. Very quietly, this West is very stacked with talent. Scary. The Lakers have stacked themselves with talent here. They really have. The only other team that has really kept their team together is the Suns. Well, let's go to another team that's kind of also kept their their core together. Golden State. Clay you know Thompson what? Coming back. Yeah, they have a title run. Wiggins, Curry, Thompson, Draymond. That's a team. They are going to be a fourth or a third seed in the Western Conference. And that should scare just about everybody in the NBA because we know what the Splash Brothers can do in the postseason. If they even demonstrate a fraction of that old combination, they're going to be deadly. Not No, it can't be a fraction because, like I said, the Lakers are the best team in that conference. This Warriors core is getting a little older now. They're all in the mid. They're all getting into that mid-30s range now. Curry is 33 years old. Thompson is about to be 30, 31. Draymond is about 31. That core is starting to get to that age where the performance starts to decline. Well, um, we've already seen the injury bug with Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's recovering from a pretty significant injury this season. He has to come back. Two years took him to come back from that injury. But that, but that begs the question, is Clay Thompson still the best all-around shooting guard in the Western Conference? When he's healthy, yes. He can carry a team on his still? back. Even bo- better than Booker? We've seen what Clay can do. We have seen Clay carry a team on his back. Booker, we started to see it, but that was just starting to see it. Clay has already proven he can do it. Well, does he have something to prove coming off an injury, though? I think Clay will have a lot to prove. He wants to make up for lost time. He's been out, he's been out of action for two years. That's got to paid a lot of money to be out of that action. That's got to be eating at him. That's got to be eating at him for those two years. So he wants to make a statement the minute he steps back on the court. And you know what? With Curry, Draymond, and now Andrew Wiggins in that team, it's a dangerous team. And now the final team in that Pacific, the Sacramento Kings, are De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, the best young backcourt in the NBA. Maybe no, I don't think so. We're still I mean, waiting on the Kings. It's they're they're kind of the odd team out in this West. Yeah, know? especially in this Pacific Division here. This Pacific Division is going to produce four of the eight playoff teams in the West. It's going to be a while till the Kings even even get to the level of these other teams. They're not. However, they will get a top five draft pick this year if the draft lottery goes their way. Yeah, but we'll see who they end up taking. It, it, it should be. But very- De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hield are Buddy Hield are not bad players i think you could build around those guys and if they uh if they take steps forward the kings could maybe you know stick around a little bit do a little bit better than they did last year but i still don't see a playoff appearance to this team however this division is going to be one of the best divisions in basketball oh chris believes it too says it will be the most fun to watch la lakers though that's my pick Hmm. Yeah, and again, all of them are over 30. Those players on the Lakers are all over 30. Can they play over 70 games? We don't know. Clippers are going to need an NBA season, an MVP season from Paul George with no Kawhi Leonard. Golden State, could they have another run? They could have another run in them, but is that window closed? So 
I think LA just shut the window when they got uh, Westbrook on that team. Chris believes the Phoenix Suns could be the team to win the Pacific Division, and they will be a top three seed in the West. They have a lot of the young talent that's still there. You have their seventh seed. We didn't even mention DeAndre Ayton either. They're a seventh seed in a healthy West. The seventh seed. You don't even have them being as high as five. Hmm. Tough crowd at that one. That's a tough. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Lakers did the best job in the offseason retooling their team. Now let's see if they can put that all together when the season begins. Now we transition from the West and we go to the East. The Atlantic Division. And we start with the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, these questions have to change a bit. You know, things have developed. Ben Simmons has agreed to put on a 76er uniform. Well, and he's going to play. Well, he's reporting to Philly. Uh, he's reporting to Philly. Again, nothing. Still, uh, we don't know how things are going to uh, quite materialize there. But the fact that he came back, that he came back is a good sign. And that he was able to come back. A lot of people were starting to fear, did Ben Simmons not want to get the vaccine or something? He but he, he, he took he care of up, that. He ended up doing the vaccine. He did. Uh, and now he's, he's back on the court. Tuesday, he should have today met with the organization's leadership. And I guess work things out with the terms that I guess both have to agree on. So we're going to see what happens. Um, This is very interesting. And Simmons had held out for for weeks. He wanted to be traded. Look, I'm going to tell you something. The Sixers are not going to be a force in the East this year. They're just in too much turmoil. I think Doc Rivers is on the way out. I think this is Doc Rivers' last job in the NBA. You know, he had a nice run. He had a nice run coaching and running three different organizations, did a great job in all three of them. But you know what? I think Doc Rivers is done here. I I think if the Sixers do not make an NBA Finals this season, because they're going to have Embiid, they're going to have Harris, they're going to have Seth Curry. Hmm. This is going to be interesting for Philly. I I think... We'll see what they do with Simmons. I hope Simmons, if he does stay in Philly and he does decide to play, hopefully maybe he plays with a little bit of a vengeance. Maybe he wants to prove people wrong that we're doubting him. Maybe they felt well, like done. Uh, as we all know, though, Doc Rivers is very, very much a stickler for the way his system works and doesn't necessarily adapt for individual player strengths. I think Doc Rivers might be on his way out. If the Sixers get off to a bad start, he might be out in the middle of the year. Is the trio of Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Seth Curry a top 10 trio in the NBA? No. If Ben Simmons could play like he's supposed to play, then you have Embiid, Simmons, and Curry. That's a that's a top 10 big three. Are the Sixers the favorite in the East? No. No. They were- They'll be lucky if they get into the postseason. So somebody else could pass them. And maybe it could be the very next team that we have here, the Brooklyn Nets. Nope. Well, I mean, you know, the Nets nope. should have been the one seed last year if they hadn't had yeah. the three they did. But unfortunately, they have a moron on their team. Well, a Kyrie freaking Irving. idiot. Well, Kyrie Irving decided uh, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Now the Nets have, by the way, today, Nets announced Kyrie Irving will not participate in practices or games with the team. Yep. So basically, Kyrie Irving is a gigantic fail in Brooklyn. 
a liability. And you know what? This is what Kyrie Irving was in Boston. This is exactly why Boston got rid of him for this type of behavior right here. Selfishness. The freaking shot, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I know there are people that are anti the vaccine and oh, they think the vaccine's gonna kill you and all this other stuff. Oh, it gives heart problems to people. It gives all these side effects. It, it makes women infertile. It does this. It does that. Yeah. It's better than COVID. Yeah. Better than COVID. But somehow Kyrie Irving, who thinks the earth is flat, knows better than scientists and government officials and researchers, pharmacists, doctors. I'm sure he knows more than all of them. Right. Well, He's woke. Well, Sean Marks didn't. Uh, Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, is not playing around. He basically said the. They were left with no choice but to send him away from the team until he's able to participate and get his vaccine. He has you know a choice what? to make, and he made his choice. You know what? I think there's going to be a trade between the Nets and the Sixers for Simmons and uh, for Simmons and somebody else for Kyrie. I think that's what's going to happen. Then next year, you're going to see James Harden jump ship to Philadelphia to be with Kyrie. And then there goes that two, three-year window closed, and the Nets didn't even get a finals appearance out of it. Yep. So the next piece of business here is Kevin Durant, the most important player now in the Eastern Conference. Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. Straight up, yes. Then the key will be, is James Harden going to be healthy? And Assuming he doesn't get hurt. He well, James Harden had better be healthy, and James Harden had better play his heart out because big three is no more. There is no more big free. I don't think Kyrie Irving's going to play another game as a net. That could be scary. He won't play in New York. He won't play in California. He's not going to play in cities that have vaccine mandates for him to play. So he's going to have to go find himself another home. Well, this just tell me Kyrie is not about the team that he plays for. Kyrie is about Kyrie and yep. nobody else. So Let's get on to a team that has 100% vaccine uh, vaccinated roster. Living in New York, the New York Knicks. And now, uh, you know what? Walker and Fournier are going to make this team a problem. A, a good problem. Something we Knicks fans never got to say good things about for years. I am. I, I'm, I'm finally. I, You're I excited to be believe, a Knicks fan again. You're excited uh, well, to see the Knicks playing basketball, good basketball again. I'm just waiting for like an aneurysm to happen and for me to just drop before the Knicks even start the season, because I never thought that within my lifetime, I would ever see the Knicks actually be anything other than a pile of fail. Oh, believe me. I'm worried. I'm worried. The minute the Knicks get too good, then you know, it's going to happen. Old Jimmy Dolan. Oh yeah. Old James Dolan is going to not like winning too much. And then he's going to say, this is my basketball team. I don't like winning success. I'm firing Tom Thibodeau and I'm firing the whole. No, 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 no. He's no, 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 no. What's going to happen is the Knicks will like end up being maybe two or three games above 500. Dolan will see a player that he wants, contact teams himself, make a trade behind his GM's back and say, hey, guys, look at what we got now. That's Dolan. Oh, I hope to God Dolan. And then I'll blame the GM and fire him for it. Well, and Dolan needs to stay the hell out of Tom Thibodeau's business. Well, the, run his team and let the luckily, luckily for the Knicks, Dolan's new interest is the Rangers. So yeah. now Dolan is really interested in screwing the Rangers up now that Glenn Sather is gone. He has people he trusts to run the Knicks, so maybe he'll just stay away from the Knicks for a while. Well, I hope, I hope James Dolan's a hockey fan. 
Well, I hope the Rangers have pieces at there as well. So we'll talk about hockey as we we're actually right around the corner for the NHL season. We'll talk about that. Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But let's uh, but let's move along. What is so has the Knicks as a new trio of Thibodeau, Leon Rose, and Scott Perry changed the Knicks' perception around the NBA? What about World Wide West? Everybody forgot about World Wide West. Oh yeah, World Wide West. He's there too, though. Yes, he is. Yes, he He's is. He's part of that executive team that yeah. helped uh, bring players here. But we're looking at the trio of right here, the president of operations, the general manager, and the head coach. And they did change the culture around the Knicks. The Knicks were a laughing stock for 20 years. For 20 most years, improved uh, player being Julius Randle. Really, I'd say the most improved team. I Honestly, the, the, the one team. The Knicks are drafting the, the right people now. They're, they have pieces now that are going to build and form a really good nucleus. And it's a Like I said, I think Barrett's still the best player in that draft, and you're going to see it happen real, real soon. I This is the year now where I think we need to see R.J. Barrett become that leader that we yeah. can be. This is the year we need to see it. Well, now with Walker and then Rose on the bench, that uh, this team young, is stacked and it's deep. And you have the young kids you drafted, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims. These are some really big names I'm hearing about that could, again, be a maybe could help this team down the stretch, along with Obi Toppin, of course. Yes. You know what? I think it's time. I think it's their time. I think the Knicks are going to do very well. They could end up being a fourth, fifth seed again. Maybe I, they I can see shock it. the world. You don't think maybe the Knicks can't shock the world and maybe uh, the problems with the Nets, maybe the Knicks can overtake Brooklyn. I mean, Philly has problems. Brooklyn has problems. The this Celtics the have chance. problems. This could be the Knicks chance, ladies and gentlemen. They could, they could leapfrog these teams. Maybe. And uh, the Raptors are just no good. Well, the Raptors now have, have completely blown it up from their championship. So let's move on to the next team. And so the Knicks ceiling, what is their ceiling? You know what? Their ceiling is first place in this division. If they can get to it, yes. And I think if they, they if, it. if Kyrie does not get vaccinated, hmm. if the Simmons saga continues in Philly, the Knicks have talent and they don't have these distractions. So you know what? Until the Nets and the Sixers figure themselves out, this could be a time for the Knicks to slip in. Mm. I don't think they win the division. I think they come close, though. Well, we'll see. Let's go to the next team in the East, the Boston Celtics. Uh, you know what, Tatum, though? Tatum and Brown are good. Still there, yeah. You still have Jalen Brown. You still have Jason Tatum. Am you I going to sleep have, on Boston this Marcus season? Smart. You still have Marcus Smart. You, you have it. You I'm have sleeping it. on them. I wouldn't sleep on the Celtics. I, don't I am though. I wouldn't. Sleep I got on my Celtics. blankie. I got a pillow. I got. I, I. I found Mr. Snuggles. You know, Jason. As long as you have Jason Tatum, you feel like you're never out of a game for the Celtics. Never. Look, I think the Celtics can be an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. So they'll be a playoff team, despite everything. They'll be a playoff team. I think they could be be in that playing mess. Well, now you don't have Brad Stevens coaching them. He's now working in the high office. He's now working in the upper in the. So now he's going to be doing operations up in the office. He'll still be there. He's just not going to be coaching. But the Celtics are still going to be a threat. They're still a very good team. They have the nucleus. They have the young core still there. Don't sleep on the Celtics. That's all. I'm, I have a, you know, I I got a I got a, one of those pillows. I got you know one of those uh, bamboo shoot pillow. Very comfortable. 
you know, got, got the nice little down Sherpa blanket, you know, settling in for a nice long nap. Yeah. Well, I'm asleep on those Celtics. Enjoy your nap. Yep. Okay. Now we go to, good one. And now we go to the very last team for the East in the Atlantic. It's the Toronto Raptors. We just talked. See, now you don't need a nap for that. You need a, you need a coffin. The only thing, the only nap you're taking on Toronto is a permanent one. They have a couple pieces there. They did lose Kyle Lowry. That's a big loss for the Raptors. Pascal Siakam is still really good. Is he going to be the next Paul George? He should be better than Paul George. Okay. And Freddie Van Vliet, is he an all-star this year? This is a Raptors team that won the the title two years ago with Kyrie Irving. Sorry, with uh, Kawhi Leonard, excuse me. This is a team that won the Kyrie Irving doesn't win titles, John. Well, he did win one with LeBron. Yeah, but he doesn't count. Yeah, but that doesn't count. It was a okay. bronze chip. Excuse me. I, that, that Kyrie thing slipped. You know, Kawhi and Kyrie are so close. They have. No, no, no. One guy actually is going to be able to play. And one guy is actually injured. So we don't know what his uh, stance on vaccines would have been. And the other one has decided I'm going to forego getting paid millions upon millions of dollars because I don't believe in a shot. Well, again, Kyrie's always, Good job. Kyrie's always had that mentality. He plays when. He feels like he wants to play, not when people tell him to play. He plays when Kyrie well, feels like it. Well, Kyrie needs to feel like getting that vaccine because this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. No offense. It really is. What? You have a pandemic that's killing that's killing a lot of people, and you don't want to do your part in protecting yourself and everybody. Else. That's the poison when, you, when you're selected as high in the draft as he was. You feel you're untouchable. It's gone to your head. And you lock in what people say about you that's good and screw what everybody else believes. And then if anybody has any criticism of him, he just turns around and just says the opposite, does the opposite. He's a five-year-old child. It's like he, he has he a five-year-old child's mentality. He basically sticks up the proverbial middle finger. F all of you. Yeah, pretty much. That's anyway. What getting, that's what not getting the vaccine means. So you know what? Eh, Nets deserve right. what they get with this. So. Chris's pick to win the Atlantic division is a very interesting one. So Philly may have the best center in Embiid, but can he play 70 games? Can they finally meet expectations of winning the East? No. While Brooklyn may have the most explosive, well, combo now with Irving and Harden. I'm sorry, well, now minus Irving, Harden and Durant. Mm -hmm. Can Joe Harris be that consistent fourth wheel or third wheel in big spots? Here's the thing. Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball. And last season he was recovering from a bad injury in the leg. Now he's fully recovered going into his 15th year. And he wants more championships. I think Kevin Durant is a league above everybody else in the East. The Knicks are back as a playoff contender. and They will score, but their expectations now to be a player in the East, they're one star away unless RJ makes that leap. Boston may have the most gifted young scorer in Tatum, but I think that window to contend for a chip is over. Toronto, I just don't know if they have enough scores to make any impact, and losing Larry to Miami does not help. I think Chris believes the Nets are going to be the team to win the East this year. He picks I'd agree with them. I'd agree with them, but the, the, play, the team that's going to be second place in the Atlantic division is? That's going to be the Knicks. I think they're going to overtake oh. Philadelphia. I don't think... Uh, that's very high praise. I think Doc River. Uh, it's not high praise for the Knicks. It's more uh, uh, an indictment of the 76ers. Because Doc Rivers now over the past few seasons has managed to 
upset and piss off two two star players in Ben Simmons and Paul George underutilized both of them same issues George wasn't shooting enough he wasn't scoring he wasn't rebounding he wasn't doing anything is same thing with Simmons really for Ben Simmons is he really to blame or Ben Simmons just you know not learn how to shoot better I think both. I think it's both. I think uh, Simmons doesn't shoot well. Doc don't trust him. Doc don't pass the ball. Doc don't want him to have the ball. And you have a guy standing out there who has all the potential in the world to be one of the best scorers in the NBA, and he can't even drain a shot. Well, I don't think the Sixers are going anywhere this year. I think the Knicks are going to be the second-place team in this division. And I think the Sixers and the Celtics are going to be battling it out to try to see who stays out of the play-in scenario. Well, we're going to find all that out in just a matter of weeks. The NBA season is coming. Coming quickly, I might add. And we're going to have more of these two-on-twos for you as we go. But for now, I want to thank our statistician, Chris DeLarge, for putting this together. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 15 different platforms that's anchor breaker spotify radio public overcast pocket cast google podcast apple podcast Castbox, bullhorn pod bay listen notes podcast addict verbal and castro.fm 15 different platforms with rants interviews anything you need we are downtown sports and we are where sports come home for the Mount of the South, John Schiavone. I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente. For our crew, Crystal Large, our statistician, our researcher, Tony Mainville, and our Antonia Williams, our producer. I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, saying goodbye. We're out. Thanks for listening.